everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. If you're committed to living a healthier life, you might want to look into working herbs into your wellness routine. There's a reason people have trusted them for thousands of years. Nature's Way understands that nature is the ultimate problem solver, and they're constantly inspired by the power of nature. For example, their ginger root and slippery elm bark have been traditionally used for digestive support. And St. John's wort, holy basil, and ashwagandha can provide mood and stress support. And because Nature's Way sources from around the world and does a ton of comprehensive potency and quality testing in their state-of-the-art lab, you can be sure you're getting top-quality herbs. To learn more, visit naturesway.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. On this episode of Newt's World, on February 3rd around 9 p.m., a Norfolk Southern freight train crashed in the town of East Palestine, Ohio. Approximately 50 cars derailed in the crash. 11 of the cars were carrying hazardous materials, including vinyl chloride, a cancer-causing substance. Authorities ordered the evacuation of about 1,500 residents and initiated a controlled release of vinyl chloride from five train cars to avoid an explosion, sending a toxic plume into the air. Many East Palestine residents have not been able to return to their homes due to toxic conditions. They've complained of irritations in their eyes and throat, and in many places have been unable to drink the municipal or well water. Norfolk Southern has stated that they are actively cleaning up the site and have given out checks to residents who've been displaced by the cleanup. But what more needs to be done? And how can we prevent these kinds of disasters from happening again? I'm really pleased to welcome my guest, the governor of Ohio, an old friend, former colleague of mine in the house, Mike DeWine. Mike, welcome, and thank you for joining me on Newt's World. Newt, great to be with you. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very curious. When did you first learn that there had been a very substantial train wreck? I heard that, you know, within several hours after it actually occurred. And, of course, we had our Ohio EPA people on the scene that night. And then we continued to monitor the situation. And that occurred on a Friday night. I had a conference call at 7 p.m. Sunday night, which is the first time that we learned from the railroad that one of the cars was overheating and they were afraid that it was going to have a massive explosion. So... I went over there Monday morning right after that and been directly involved ever since. Has the railroad been appropriately responsive? Do you have a sense that they've leaned over backwards to be helpful? Newt, at first, I think they were not communicating very well at all. 
and just not the information that we needed when we needed it. And that continued certainly into Monday. When I got over there, it was difficult to get all the facts from them. But I think after that, you know, I don't have complaints. We've had a good line of communication. The CEO has called me a number of times. I've called him. I think we've established a good line of communication. So, you know, after that happened, I don't have any complaints. I guess the only thing after that, the railroad did not tell us what they were doing. And when they put the tracks, and of course, the tracks were put back on, and the train started running before the material below the track was cleaned up. And so we've told them, you have to go back in and clean that up. And that process will begin next week when they take one of the rails out and start you know, the process right there. Other cleanup has been going on, but that was, I think, a lack of communication. But besides that, I think communication has been pretty good. Well, from the standpoint of your EPA in Ohio and your public health people, how big a problem was being created in terms of threats to human life or human health? Well, you had two incidents. You had the train wreck, and then we had the controlled burn late Monday afternoon. So those were the two incidents that occurred. We now have on the scene doctors who are the absolute experts in all of this. And we've been monitoring the air and the air has been clear. The air has been good. We did not give the go ahead. One of the first things we did is cordon off a mile area. And then we sent the National Guard in and the Highway Patrol to make sure no one came, you know, We told people, leave that area of the village. This track goes alongside the village. And so we told people to leave their homes. And we did not give them the go-ahead to go back in there until our monitors that we had in place said that everything was okay. And then we gave the go-ahead for them to go back in there. The water, there's five wells that go into the village system. And we told people, again, don't drink this water until we've tested it. Once we tested it and got the results back, it came back good. We are telling people with individual wells that you need to have it tested and we will test it. And so we told them, don't drink that water until we've got it tested. So, look, people have grave concerns. We're doing everything that we can to try to alleviate those concerns. We're putting out the monitoring. The monitoring of the air is fine. You have some spots that still need to be cleaned up. And of course, we've kept everybody out of those spots. People should not go to those spots. It sounds to me like the public health threat was not nearly as great as the national media initial response. Would that be inaccurate? I'm not an expert in this area at all and don't pretend to be, but we try to rely on the best people. And we have the best people that literally are available in this country who are in there. And they're telling us, no, there is not a threat today. You know, is it conceivable that people who are having some symptoms, that that was caused by the initial explosion? Sure. I mean, doctors tell us, yes, that's possible. And so what we've done is set up a clinic, again, with doctors who really understand this. So anybody can walk in there any day and be seen and get advice as to what their symptoms are and what they should do. And one of the things we're trying to do with this clinic is to get people hooked in to the medical system. Many people just don't have a medical home and trying to make sure they get a medical home and we get them lined up with that, I think is one of the long-term consequences we're going to have from having this clinic established there. Were you surprised to learn that there are like over a thousand derailments a year? 
Yes, I was. We have a lot of railroads that go through Ohio. We had a derailment this morning in Portsmouth. And again, we're getting information about it. and Everything looks fine. But yes, I was surprised that there were that many derailments that are going on. I might mention that listening to the press conference yesterday, I watched it and listened to the National NTSD give that report. And the one thing that struck me was that we have, Newt, in Ohio, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of volunteer fire departments. And they get good training. But the one thing I think that the railroads could do without very much cost to them is put on seminars, bring in experts, get our volunteer fire men and women the top of the line training in what happens if there is a train wreck. These fire men and women, you know, have to go to a scene and many times they don't know what is in that train. They don't know what's causing the fire. And it just seems to me that that is something that is a very doable thing that is pretty darn easy to do. And frankly, it should be done. The railroad should just do it. Along that line, they probably could develop an app so that you literally could dial in, in the case of a derailment, and find out exactly what had been loaded. Because the railroad knows what's been loaded. And you're right. Probably the first responders ought to be able to pull that up as their vehicles going towards the train. Yeah, and I just learned yesterday that there actually is some app that is available. I don't know all the details about it, but again, many times making sure that members of our fire departments scattered all over the state of Ohio, that they know about this app, they know how to pull it up, they know how to use it, that probably is very helpful as well. From your perspective, how responsive was the federal government? I mean, did they intervene appropriately? Oh, you know, look, I mean, the most important people that were needed to be there were the the U.S. EPA, and they work closely with our EPA. I don't have any complaints about it. The transportation secretary was there yesterday. He should have been there earlier. It's just the responsible officers I have found that the people who have direct responsibility for something need to be on the scene. They just need to go, whether it is a governor or transportation secretary or who it is. People expect to see that person there. And even before I met you, Newt, I was a county prosecuting attorney and I went to the crime scenes if there was something very serious. I was there and I always learned something. You can just learn more if you're on the scene and you're talking to the people who are dealing with the problem directly. And that's just kind of what I learned 40 some years ago. And I just think it's good advice for people who have direct responsibility. Just show up, be there, listen, and try to find out what your people are saying and what other people are saying. And then you can take that information back. It's always useful. It's always good. I remember years ago going with Governor Zellmiller to sites where there had been tornadoes. And when you actually are on the site and you're actually seeing the damage, it's a totally different experience than just reading about it or seeing it in the newspapers. And like you, Zell always went. He understood that having the leader there mattered. Having the leader there matters. People expect that. And it is useful. It's not just all for them people to see you and feel better, but it's useful. It's helpful. You get good information. Let me ask you about one other topic. This is totally different. You're so important as a governor, and your state has really had a remarkable resurgence. What has the impact been of the whole renaissance in oil and gas production in eastern Ohio? It's a big deal. As you know, if you take 
Ohio and West Virginia and Pennsylvania and put them together, if they were a separate country, we would be one of the top producers of natural gas today. It has taken our counties, and you're very familiar yourself with that part of the state of Ohio, I know. It's taken that part of the state that has been historically some of the poorest counties and given them some real hope and some real opportunity. And the natural gas is also, of course, very, very helpful in regard to manufacturing and keeping that price of your energy down. So, yeah, it's a big deal for us and going to continue to be a big deal, you know, as we look to the future. I was just very impressed with how much the eastern part of the state had really sort of gone through a renaissance. It has. I want to thank you. I know your folks told us you had a very busy schedule today. and It means a lot to me personally to take this time. And I wish you well. You're doing a remarkable job as governor. You're a big part of the reason I think that Ohio's now sort of clearly become a Republican state. Well, you're very kind and always good to see you and always good to listen to you. So thanks, Newt. I appreciate it very much. everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think there are a couple of notable things about the framing of this particular train disaster. First, I was surprised, as Governor DeWine indicated he was too, that there are over a thousand derailments a year. It would seem to me that one, as we discussed with the governor, there ought to be an app that allows you as a first responder to instantaneously identify what's in a train as you're approaching it. So you know whether or not there's a dangerous material. Second, there ought to be a much more methodical approach to why do these disruptions happen? How do we stop them? Over a thousand a year, even in a country this size, is a lot of train derailments. And of course, in some occasions, particularly involving passenger trains like Amtrak, it costs human lives immediately and directly. So that part really struck me. The second thing that struck me, and I hope you pick this up in Governor DeWine's very calm and methodical explanation, 
the national media automatically and immediately gets hysterical. I noticed this recently when they were talking about snow in Los Angeles, and one of the Chirons came across said, seven feet of snow. Well, it turned out that's up in the mountains. It's not in the city of Los Angeles. But it was so much more exciting to try to get your attention to watch the show when you said that. Similarly, if you went back and looked at the most extreme coverage of what was happening in Ohio, it turned out that almost none of that was really true. It was bad. It was particularly bad for the people of East Palestine, but it was under control. The state of Ohio responded immediately. And at the Environmental Protection Agency level, the federal government responded immediately. What made it look like people weren't responding was the inability of either the Secretary of Transportation or the President of the United States to take seriously a situation which forced the evacuation of 1,500 people. And I think that's one of the things you have to really pay attention to as you look at this play out over time. Why did it take the Secretary of Transportation 18 days to finally go there to see on site? And as Governor DeWine and I discussed, good leaders show up, and they show up quickly. I remember when the terrible bombing occurred in Oklahoma City in 1995. Both President Clinton and myself as Speaker were there within less than a week to see the tragedy, to talk with the people, to encourage the responders. And it makes a difference. It both makes a difference because the senior leadership learns things on site that they're not going to learn in other ways. And it makes a difference because you raise the morale, you show people you care and that you're worried. And I think all of that gives you a sense of, are they in fact getting what they need? What else has to happen? And I think if you go back and you look at things like Katrina, where at one point the Secretary of Homeland Security literally did not know that there were bodies in the street in New Orleans. He just wasn't watching TV and nobody reported to him. He hadn't been there. Those are the kind of things where people feel very alienated from their government. So I think it was a mistake that Secretary Buttigieg decided that he had other things that were more important. It's hard to know what his thinking was. But I also think it was very telling that finally, after a great deal of public pressure, he shows up. He should have been there within three or four or five days at the longest. That's a very important part of this. Second, I thought it was symbolically really bad for the President of the United States to decide he couldn't visit Ohio, but he could go to Ukraine. At one point, they were arguing over money to help Ohio, whether they're giving another couple billion dollars to Ukraine. And it just seems to me that people want a president of the United States to care first about the American people, first about problems in our own country, and to communicate that visibly by being there. So not only has Biden not visited the border, but he also hasn't visited Ohio. And I think that was, in fact, a mistake. In the long run, this will turn out not to be a gigantic thing the way Katrina was or the way Chernobyl was. And you may remember in the early days, the more hysterical parts of the press were describing this as the American Chernobyl. This will turn out to be a mid-sized disaster that greatly inconvenienced people, but thankfully didn't kill anybody. And that is being handled by professionals on a solid public health basis with, as Governor DeWine pointed out, bringing in the right kind of doctors who actually have knowledge about how to deal with these kind of problems and making sure that there's a local clinic established because it's a very small town. East Palestine is a relatively small town of 4,700 people, 1,500 of whom have been evacuated. The state, I think, has been very responsive, both at the health level 
at testing water and testing air and at providing medical support for anybody who thinks that they may have had an impact. So in that sense, I think this is not going to turn out to be a great disaster, but there are lessons to learn here. And I would draw a real difference between the kind of forward-looking leadership that Governor DeWine had in his own point, which that he'd learned 40 years ago when he was a prosecuting attorney. Go to the site of the crime. Get a feel for it. Know what really happened. And he had applied that at every level of his governorship. And I think the great leaders go to the action point, personally try to understand what's going on. Don't rely on staff. Don't rely on written documents, but in fact, want to know what's happening. And I think those are some of the lessons. The other lesson, frankly, is that Norfolk Southern and the other railroads should take much more seriously building an automatic doctrine for how they respond to these kind of mistakes, how they immediately reach out, and how they ensure that both the first responders and the local citizens have an immediate ability to work with the railroad. The railroads are extraordinarily important to us economically. The amount of freight they carry is astonishing. They generally work really, really well. And they're environmentally better than trucks, and they're much less expensive than trucks for large bulk shipments. So you want a strong railroad system, and we need to really look at what does it take to maximize the strength of our railroad system and minimize these kind of derailments in the future. A lot to learn here, but again, it's something I think as a healthy country, we just have to have that conversation and get these things solved. Thank you to my guest, Governor Mike DeWine. You can learn more about the Norfolk Southern train derailment on our show page at newtsworld.com. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Garnsey Sloan. Our producer is Rebecca Howell, and our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at gingrich360.com slash newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 
Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.